0: Hello, Wes. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How's it going?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, no, thank you so much. I've been really excited for this episode because for the longest time, i want to do something about communities and pairing it with customer success. Obviously, it just just seems like a match made in heaven. And especially for, it's an overdue subject on the podcast, customer success collective. We're a platform, we're a community-led platform um, so it's really fantastic to have you on the podcast to talk about that—the benefits of communities, um, particularly when it comes to scaling your customer success function. So, but before we actually go in, before I, you know, interrogate you about everything there is to know <laughs> about customer communities, that's a great start, isn't it? Communities and customer success. Um, would you mind telling our listeners maybe a little bit about you and about your journey into customer success and what it's like being a scale CSM at Catalyst?
1: yeah absolutely um you know I think my journey into uh, customer success was a little bit unique for than some but uh, I think it had a lot of value so after graduating from uh, university, I was you know working in the service industry and found my way into a relatively young craft beer scene in the United States um and started working there where I spent the next ten years working for you know two rather uh, good sized breweries and you know, it's interesting because when I started there, it was it was a pretty young industry. You know, there was often like resource constraints, headcount constraints, which, you know, really taught me to figure out how to be economical with my time, figure out how to, you know, come up with creative ways to get things done that, you know, much larger beer companies were, you know, had full teams working on. So I really learned a lot about how to, you know, be creative in my problem solving and really, you know do more with less, I know, which is a ties into our scale CS conversation. Um, and really to, to come out of that, you know, when I started, I just graduated, as I said, and I was single. Um, I didn't have any children. Um, and by the time I left, I was lucky enough to be married to my wife and have my mm-hmm. twin daughters. And so um, oh. that industry is, isn't super conducive um, on certain levels to family. And so that was when I sort of made my way into technology and found Catalysts.
0: I think you're perhaps the first person I've encountered in custom success that's uh, in craft beer. I mean, that what I, I love that I love that career. I love that jump there. That's just amazing to me. I love. I think it's always an interesting when you hear no. I mean, very rarely is anyone's um, career journey into custom success straight straightforward at all. But craft beer is an incredible one and delicious as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can always help if if we have if we ever meet in person. I'll be happy to recommend some uh, some beers from the list.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, I mean that's <laughs> that, 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 that's a whole other podcast in it, in and of itself. It's, it's super relevant to this, but um, thank you very much for introducing me, yeah, yourself there because I think it, yeah, yeah, I think it's going to really open up, open up the discussion for what I think is going to be, yeah, really, 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 really interesting, especially, especially because in our introduction call we were talking about the role of community and really how it's, you know, you mentioned it's like community is the linchpin. I guess, of your scaling strategy at Catalyst, you know. So I'm quite curious, just, you know, to start off with, could you elaborate on why the role of community is so core to your approach at Catalyst? Because communities, you know, for for any listeners and maybe not entirely familiar, you know, a community is obviously a group of people with a shared interest who communicate in this in an online, online community, communicate over the internet. So in in the sense of catalyst i was quite curious to know how what makes it the backbone of your uh product, your program your organization
1: yeah absolutely i think really when you look at when you look at a scale cs program um you know which to me i think really the, it's the future of cs there's a lot of companies that are coming around to it it's one of the things i talk about most probably is is just going transitioning to a scale program and when you're doing that, you're going away from a traditional one-to-one model of CS where a CSM is meeting on some sort of cadence with the customer. They're working through you know, issues they might mm-hmm. have. They're answering questions that might come up or they're answering emails that the customer is sending them. And when you go into scale, there's just not enough bandwidth for one person to be doing that mm-hmm. with the size of the customer base. So mm-hmm. you need to have some sort of medium where People can come together. They can get that same level of service. They can get that same level of value from your organization, but they have to do it in a way that makes sense for the person running that scale program, so that they're not working, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so that's really where the community comes in. And I think the cool thing is it allows you to cover some of those traditional CS, you know, tasks, but it also gives you a a forum to create new tasks, you know, new ways to to accomplish that as well. So, you know, whereas we might've been helping, you know, build out something in Catalyst over a call one-to-one, we can take those most commonly, you know, ask for builds and we can create that video in Catalyst where it's me doing it step-by-step at a pace that's really, you know, easy to follow along as well Mm -hmm. as having the written instructions in that post in the community. So whether you're a visual learner, whether you like to follow a step-by-step instruction, you're able to still get that. You can ask questions there and you can have them answered. And I think the questions aspect of it is probably, it sounds very dry and boring, but I think of it this way. you know, If you're, if you're talking to CSM you know, for a product you're using and you ask them a question, you can get their knowledge with that product, however long they've been with the company. Yeah. You can possibly get examples they have from their book of business as well. When you look at doing it in a community, you take imagine that you're getting that CSM's knowledge, stories from that CSM's book of business. You're also getting it because being put out to the broader customer base, you're getting basically every CSM at that company's book of business, th- stories from them. You're yeah. getting that CSM, the rest of the CS team. And then you know at, at Catalyst Two, we bring in product team as well to answer questions in the community. So it really opens it up oh. to a whole breadth of communication that you didn't really have available to you when you were just talking to a CSM or that might be delayed from them going back and forth, trying to find an answer for you and then coming back.
0: That was, I was actually just thinking when you were saying that, is it just a catalyst, you know, cause it, is it just the CSM answering or perhaps community manager? I love that you're bringing in other aspects of the business and sort of, sort of sharing ownership as well, because I mean, while a CSM will have probably a lot of, a lot of uh, product knowledge, it does help to involve the rest of the business in and sort of making customer success actually a business-wide priority as well because and rather just leaving it to oh no it's the post sales lot you know actually you know yeah
1: absolutely and we and we have you know we've we've set up a you know a way for when we have new posts in the community they, they go into slack so there is that visibility mm-hmm. and then it's really easy to just tag in a product person from my per- perspective to just go in and say you know, tag them in that Slack post and say, hey, can you, can you jump on the community and answer this question for this person? And so it really, it really condenses that timeline of getting an answer to a question. Um, and, you know, the other CSM, CSMs as well can help me out too. If, if I have, if I have a gap, I can, I can tag one of them and say, hey, I think one of your customers had this and let them jump in. So it's a, it's a great way, you know, not only for your scale customers, but what we've seen really early on, which is really interesting is that, what's good for scale is is really good for the rest of the book of business as well. So we, you know, when we do events, when we do, we have questions being asked in the community, they're not just coming from our scale customers. They're actually coming from enterprise customers as well, mid-market customers. And so you actually get this nice blend of across your whole book of business participating in the community, which, which really gives it that more context, that fuller response when, when people are asking questions
0: it's yeah it sounds like it's not yeah you just said it's not just a particular like you expect a certain group of customers it's a bit of a cross-section of catalyst's entire customer base which is I guess exactly what you want really um I was I was thinking when you were saying that though um and I guess this is more of a question for this is you know this is a question really about scale in general but I quite I wanted to sort of tie it to looking at scaling with communities but you know when we were talking about this episode before um you mentioned the importance of giving um the community a face uh and I, I, that really struck me like the idea of you don't want it to feel faceless so and of course one of the big challenges when you are scaling um up a uh, up an organization or a scaling cs function um you want to try and do it efficiently and well but also maintaining that personal touch um so I can imagine when you get more and more people within the community and it, you know, it grows and grows, how do you, yeah. I mean, like, how do you keep that face? Um, You know, there must be some, you know, there, there must be some key differences between right, relying perhaps uh, solely on one to run in one-to-one interaction, sorry, versus, uh, you know, utilizing a, a community, you know, a whole community. Um, so yeah. How would you, how do you think, um, you can you tackle that catalyst how do you maintain that face that personal touch when scaling a you know scaling a cs function with a community
1: yeah i mean this was something that we talked about early on so when we were very early in building our community um you know we looked at a lot of different ways to put this information out to put these you know build videos like i mentioned out yeah and there were definitely tools that you know you can feed a script into and, and, you know, it'll, it'll walk through a video of you going through it and the script will kind of walk people through it. And, and one thing we all felt right from the get go and and Sydney Strader, our VP of CS here at Catalyst was really big on was we can't be, you can't have that feeling of like a a large, like a knowledge base from a large company. Like if you've, if you've used any products from a larger company, you go to their knowledge base. It's, it's an AI voice that's walking you through something and it Mm -hmm. feels very like I'm just getting pushed to this like, you know, automated system. And so we wanted to, we wanted to not have that feel. So we made a very conscious effort for me to actually record the videos Um, Our implementation team has put their whole process for implementation into the community. And both of our IMs have created different videos that they worked on together Mm -hmm. so that when you're going in there, you're actually seeing someone who works at Catalyst walking you through this. Um, You know, I host the majority of the events. We're looking to hopefully, you know, split that workload a little bit as we get some other people, but always a Catalyst person that's, that's reaching out to you so that as a scale CSM you've seen me in a video and now you're getting maybe an automated email from me that's, you know, trying to help you get, you know, your mm-hmm. email integrated through Catalyst and you know, oh, that's Wes. I watched him build that video on how to create yeah. X layout, you know? So I think that that's really important and it's something that we're, we're planning on sticking by because there's a feeling that you can just be asking your questions out into the ether, you know, if you're pushed to a community, but when you're going through and there's a consistent face and there's a consistent human voice with the community, it doesn't feel as disconnected as it might with, you know, just a traditional, you know, knowledge base or, or mm. university for the, for the program.
0: No, I mean, you sound, that sounds spot on because I think they're probably for anybody who's not, maybe not that familiar with communities or community online spaces for, you know, if you were to play devil's advocate, like, Oh, well you're just bunching all your customers into one pool and, leaving them to their own resources and hoping they'll figure it out for themselves, which obviously couldn't be further from the reality of the situation. Like there's a lot of like serious planning and strategy and it's, you know, for their own benefit of the customers to be able to converse because I mean, that's one of the, that's probably one of the the best things about even just like CSC, for example, like our Slack community is always like popping off. And it's not a case of just like dumping people, and you know, do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's in it, and having a face and regular people, you know, like you were saying, like sort of you, you know, you you, they they recognize you from the videos from Slack and they'll get emails. I think that's such a vital part to just bring centralize the whole thing. Sorry, I explained that awfully. You've explained it way better. But
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on. I think it's, you know, it, it really is. It's it's nobody, nobody wants to be told that they're, you know, going to something where, you know, there's only this one resource and they don't really have, that connection with like actual CSM so we're, we're creating that that with without having to you know maintain those those manual one-to-one kind of communication so I think it's super important and I'm you know I've you know it's embarrassing when when I jump on a call with somebody if, if they go on office hours and they're like hey I recognize you from the videos but it is good to know that it is working and um and and that they're you know they're seeing those videos and following yeah. along with them
0: oh definitely yeah I think um I was thinking, though, um, in our um, – sorry, just sort of segwaying slightly. I was thinking preparing for this episode and thinking, like, what – you know, community obviously is, is, as I mentioned before, very important to CSC, incredibly important for Catalyst. But I think managing a community as your business is scaling and trying to make sure that it remains adaptable um, is a challenge in and of itself, especially as, like, your customers – their own needs evolve. Um how does how do catal how does catalyst um deal with that? Um, you know, remaining how does making your commun your scale community remain agile and what kind of what kind of ways do you use to combat to so sort of or you know not combat, sounds a bit aggressive. <laughs> how, how do you <laughs> how do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think agile and I think also relevant is is important. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean you're you're only gonna be providing value for for the I mean, this sounds redundant, but you're only providing value if what you're putting out is valuable, right? Like yeah. oh. if you if, if you internally think it's really valuable and you push it out, but you know, you go and look and no one's viewing that post or no one's watching that video to the end, then is it really valuable? You know, the yeah. answer is no. And so you know, one thing Catalyst has always been really good at and I was lucky to come into a CS org that already had adopted this is is, is customer feedback. I mean, and it's not just, a, you know, you get surveys all the time, but there's follow up on our surveys when we have customers fill them out. We, you know, we do a post implementation survey, a mid cycle survey, a post renewal mm-hmm. survey, and really, we we get feedback from those that is implemented into our processes at Catalyst. And so it's something, it's a culture, I guess, of feedback that already existed at Catalyst. And so for me, when it came to building the community, it was the same thing. You know, the first thing we did was let's come up with a game plan internally of how we want to do this. And then let's go to customers and see how this would be received by them. See, you know, and there were definitely things that we had in that first draft that they were like, no, I don't need another you know, this or another that. So and Mm -hmm. so we scrapped them, you know. I mean it's I think the rigidity of thinking that like you know exactly what's best for your customers can be a fool's errand at time because your customers are going to tell you what's best for your customers, you know? So I think we're, we're creating that feedback and then, you know, as well, you have to be analytical about it. You have to, we have, you know, we use um, vanilla for our community platform and we're able to go in and look at analytics for posts. Um, I've been doing quarterly audits of our actual content that's in there And then the last part of that is really just you have to be willing to fail. I know it sounds kind of cliche, but um, I spoke with someone early on about their scale program. And and one thing that she told me was the most important thing is just to keep trying stuff. And you have to just try and analyze what worked and what didn't and be willing to double down on the things that worked and be willing to just completely scrap the things that didn't work and move on. Like you're going to have things that you think are great and fail. And and that's fine. You just, you can't be overly invested in it. You you put it out there to the best of your ability. And if no one's receiving it well, then you just move on to the next thing. And conversely, you're going to have things that you feel like might be just throwaway things for yeah. the community. And all of a sudden you're getting tons of comments or tons of, you know, tons of people viewing that post, then that you've struck a nerve that maybe you didn't know exists. And so I guess the great thing about the community is there is sort of an instant feedback loop of of who's viewing the post, who's yeah. commenting on the post. You can kind of quickly see, you know, what's working and what's not.
0: Yeah. Oh no, thank you for that. I was um, I was just thinking like how this this is this is um going a bit off piece here, but when you're um getting feedback about maybe the processes you've uh you've been developing for your online community, like, and if you find out something's not working quite well or maybe yeah like you said a video didn't land or maybe you've been getting too many messages like what what's, what sort of t- how 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 frequently do you evaluate those kind of things and think right how can we how can we like stop that how what you know, what can we do instead like how 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 what's the sort of time frame would you say you know you tend to do that at catalyst is it something you look on a monthly basis a court qu- you know a qu- quarterly or every few days I don't you know
1: yeah, I think right now, I think right now it's so I will say a couple different things. So, right now for just overall content on the community, I'm working on a quarterly basis of going through and and just looking at the things that, you know, within the past, we'll say 90 days for quarterly evaluation, mm-hmm. like what's what are the things that no one's, you know, viewing at all? Yeah. What, you know, and can we just get rid of that that in the community? Um and then I think for events, we have a much tighter turnaround because, you know, for when we have, you know, for instance, um, with our with our customer led growth layouts, we just did build build workshops for them. You know, I can get an immediate um, I can get an immediate sense of you know how many people attended that event, and then go back through and follow up with them on that event. And you know, mm-hmm. I've included surveys to get feedback on like where we could pick up the pace or if we need to slow it down in these build workshops. And so I think with events, it's kind yeah. of a twofold. With events, there's yeah. a much tighter tighter turnaround time on yeah. that evaluation, and then with content right now we're working on a quarterly basis um and i think that's been pretty good you know i think it's we're seeing some things that we put in early on that don't have as much traction that we're able to get rid of but i think on a quarterly basis it aligns well too with you know roadmap goals and what we're what we're trying to you know focus on as a company for our customers i think that quarterly basis provides a good time frame
0: i guess also when you're um you know you're sort of using community for scale you know i think we t- you touched on this before um but value obviously needs to be obviously at the heart of everything you're doing and i said i think i mentioned before you know there's there's that sort of i guess that uh, sort of if someone's playing devil's advocate like oh you know it's a degrade degrade oh, stay that side start that again degradation <laughs> of service brilliant <laughs> um, <laughs> so i guess you know how do you continually communicate and demonstrate value through communities and show that actually this is a, you know, an incredibly useful space, online space for them to be rather than like you says, the uh, sort of huge big, big tech companies is it, would you say it's um, through the sort of, you know, before you mentioned um, showing a face, uh, making sure that people know that it's, it's not just some sort of automated chat bot or something like that. How do you, how do you show like continually show value in, the products is that just make sort of signposting that you know if someone's got a query about maybe I don't know something with the products or a glitch or something do you do you sort of sort of somebody in your team or somebody in the company sort of demonstrate that actually they are taking their feedback on and that has been fixed or is, is being attended to is that kind of I'm just quite curious to know
1: yeah sure absolutely so I think I think there's a couple of different things here so I think at the very beginning you know we're we're in a process now where we have customers that are coming into this at the beginning of, you know, implementation. They know that this is going to be their main resource. And so that that mm-hmm. is a whole different thing. But as we transition customers that were previously in, you know, a traditional model to the scale model, I think that was hugely important that we show them this is the value that you're going to get from it. And I think when we started to lay that out, you know, it was really easy to do, it was really clear. Oh, okay. I mean, you think about you think about the fact that you've got 24-7 access to this community, whereas you're not going to have that to a CSM. You know, you can so, go on and find find a build yeah. video for how to build a layout with with on Saturday in that middle of the afternoon if that's when your work schedule allows. Mm-hmm. But if you email me on Saturday, you're not going to hear back, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I think there's there's that aspect of having that 24-7 access um another big part was we worked as a whole cs team to really identify what were the most frequently asked questions what were the most common builds mm-hmm. that that other csms were doing on calls to really make sure that the value was there so and, and we still yeah. have that that feedback loop from the cs team of like hey i'm i'm having a lot of people needing help building x so then you know okay let's get a video of that in the community and then the other way that i think of it really is about bringing people back to the community in, in a certain way is, you know, we use catalyst for it, but basically we're able to identify, you know, feature gaps with a customer. Then we can have playbooks and catalysts that send them emails that, that say like, Hey, we know that you have had trouble integrating email. Like here's a video in the community that shows you how to integrate email. And if you've already done that and you're not having a problem with it, here's two yeah. videos in in the, that show you how to utilize email now that you have it integrated so we're using we're using catalyst in coordination with our community to really constantly be reinforcing that value of like this this exists in the community come to the community and see and yeah. see where it is and so you know one thing i learned it's it's funny using the platform that we use for community you know they're obviously we're a customer of theirs and um <laughs> our csm left at one point and there was a little gap and so i started just going to their community to ask questions and to look for things and what I realized is once you get in the habit of it, it's so much easier than yeah. emailing a CSM and waiting for a response. Yeah. And so I think there there is a little bit of a learned behavior, but I think when you when you reinforce that value with like, hey, you, you could be more successful if you had email integrated and here's videos in the in the community that show you exactly how to do it step mm-hmm. by step then people start to understand, okay, this is this should be my first stop. This is where I go first to look for things. And then once they get into that motion, it really is um, – it's a really valuable resource. I mean, that's all there is to it. I know I manage it, so it may sound a little a little self-aggrandizing, <laughs> but it, re- it really is.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just – I guess it's just really making sure that everything they could need is there without being overwhelming like rather than just mm-hmm. chucking it all in and being like what is this like a mosaic of like catalyst, which I'm sure would be beautiful but like that's not going to be helpful for anyone who's trying to find a specific thing so um oh that's so interesting thank you for that um
1: yeah yeah and I think there's just a I think those email playbooks they, they do a great job of that because mm-hmm. that that's another thing what you just brought up is definitely something that was top of mind for us is you go in there, there's a ton of content. How do you go? How do you start? And, yeah. and there's ways that we're able to prioritize content in the community. But I think that really using the collaboration of catalyst as a platform with reinforcing with links to the community is, is mm. a really a powerful combo.
0: No, it sounds it. No, thank you for that. I was also um, one thinking just then, like, I guess when you're, when you're scaling your business and, this is going to be this is going to be you know communication is obviously at the core for whether it's marketing or customer success but you know when you're scaling your uh operations having a watertight um segmentation strategy i would have thought is pretty vital for when you're uh for this sort of uh scale-up process but in community when you're using communities uh to scale how does that work so how how do you ensure um that you're reaching all the right reaching all the right people with the right thing like relevant information so whether they're you know because you mentioned you haven't before you had a you'll have some customers who only ever first been to the community whereas you'll have previous customers who were on you know older the, you know, sort of the more traditional csm uh client, uh, client sort of relationship you know, so if you've got enterprise accounts, you've got mid-market, how can you make sure that everybody is sort of feeling like they're catered for and that the community is for them? I can imagine that's quite a hard – is that, you know, to me, that sounds like a quite a bit of a hard, tri- tricky uh, balance to to make. But I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, so it kind of goes back to – um it goes back to what I was saying earlier, where you know I think what's good for what's good for scale is good for all, mm-hmm. um, and so so there is definitely a, a baseline of of anything that I put out for scale should be relevant for mid market and enterprise customers okay. as well. It's not to say that I'm not going to target certain things to scale customers specifically, but. The what we've seen as we've been working it out is is that, you know, the majority of things, a lot of times we'll put stuff out. So like the build workshops I mentioned, for instance, yeah. those were really geared towards scale customers because the, the managed customers have an opportunity to go in with their CSM and kind of talk through these and maybe schedule some separate time to really help build those out, you know, in a one-to-one basis. But what we found was, I mean, in reality, there's just different personality types and you can work for an enterprise company and be someone who would like to just watch a step-by-step video versus being yeah. on a 30-minute live Zoom call. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, I think there really is that, there's that balance, but I think our our mantra sort of, if you want to call it that, would be that what's good for scale is good for yeah. the entire <laughs> company. And so that's that's really helped us as we start to build things like this needs to be for scale. But what we realized was it really is beneficial for everyone. Yeah.
0: No, that's that was beautifully put. Um, I think, I think that's yeah. That that sort of kind of admires a bit about that because I think you do think oh communities or or community programs or things. It's for sort of lower touch customers, but I guess that everybody not every yeah like you said not everybody wants to be having to take having you know emailing their CSM or sometimes you just want to quickly find it out for yourself. So I mean everyone yeah and that's, that, that yeah what you said sorry. Waffle that completely but that sounds spot on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's a it really is it's something that someone told me early on um as I was you know but when I was setting up the community really kind of going out and and maybe this is I started as an SDR at Catalyst and so maybe this was this comes from that but I went out and basically just found people on LinkedIn or, or saw people listen to people's podcasts you know similar to this one and just found someone and just reached out to them via linkedin and said like hey i would love to ask you some questions about scale mm-hmm. about community and and that was one of the things that that i was told early is that you'll find out really quickly that what's good for scale is good for the whole business and so um yeah it's 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 a great way to go about it and i highly recommend hit people up on linkedin if you send them a note with that connection request and you tell them what you're doing. CS people are very inclined to respond just as a yeah. as a PSA if you've never messaged people on LinkedIn CS community is very kind and and very uh giving with their time and it's been really beneficial for me
0: They absolutely are. I mean, as somebody who does speak to quite a lot of CSMs or CS leaders of all, you know, all levels of seniority, I've got to say you're all you're all a very friendly bunch and you're all <laughs> very a very enthusiastic bunch about your work as well. So it's an absolute delight. So yeah, if anybody's like, you know, either doing some networking or have a has a question to do with scale or, or whatever it is, like, yeah, definitely don't be afraid because <laughs> CS folks are very friendly.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: um I was thinking um more very more generally about scaling, but obviously when you I was thinking about scale and SLAs, so service level agreements. How when you scale your business, obviously, you know. Goes without saying, your customer customer base is you know broadening, globalizing maybe. Um, so obviously, communities are the best place, as you said. They're twenty four seven, but I don't know. If we, would you have? I guess I'm guessing you have to be crystal clear about your service level agreement. So I was wondering, how does how how does it work at Catalyst? Do you how do or or just in general, really? How do you manage and prioritize? Uh, influx of questions from i mean i don't even know how many people are in the catalyst community actually but like uh, influx of questions concerns and you know ensuring that each query is addressed within you know the stipulated response time as per USLA. sla
1: sure yeah so i think this is something that we're going to continue to monitor i think right now um right now what we're looking at is we have a four hour um within business hours east coast time we have 4 hour sla so right, okay. that's for that's for first response typically first response is i can respond with an answer to the question um occasionally there will be something that maybe i need to get someone to come in and and answer for me but always to give a first response again to go back so that people don't feel like their questions are just hanging out there like if you've ever asked a question on an online forum and it's just no responses, no likes, no right. comments. Oh, it's the It's, worst. it's miserable. You're <laughs> like, is in it, is this thing working? Am I even sending this out? Yeah. So no matter, no matter whether I have an answer or not, getting a response within that first four hours, business, you know, business hours east coast. Um, and then I think the other big piece of this too is is support, our support team at Catalyst. Um, They're next level, Um, and I think that the way that they operate, the way they are quick at getting back supports the community in a really great Mm -hmm. way. And it's something, again, that we're clear about at the onset, you know, technical questions, things not working in the platform, um, you know, any any issues you might be experiencing with, like, something loading or something's not functioning the way it was Mm -hmm. when you, you know, went through the video, we make it very clear that that goes to support. Which helps alleviate you know a little bit of the load of uh the burden of questions that are in the in the catalyst community um and really what we end up getting in in the cows is is, uh, this is what i'm trying to do and i'm curious if there's a way to go about it or if someone else Mm -hmm. has done this and so it's really they can be industry specific they can be you know really just catalyst specific and that's where, you know, my knowledge of that is, is really integral. I can come in and just answer questions quickly or, or ping another CSM to answer a question for me quickly. Yeah. Um, but I think that'll be changing, too. I, I, my director, Rob, is really good about managing and making sure that we're we're cognizant of how much time is being spent answering those questions to make sure that it's not, you know, outsizing the time I have available in my work week and then you know when it does get to that then that'll be a conversation that we're able to have because we're you know keeping a monitor on that to make sure that you know he wants to make sure that I'm not being worked into the ground which I appreciate.
0: No definitely I mean it sounds like so would you so at, at so for example at CSC we have community managers and obviously we have all the relevant people within that in in that team obviously being active in the community but for, for you know, so do you have a similar setup? Do you have you know, obviously support? Do you have commit? Do you have a community manager role? Is it you know, how how does that sort of sort of collaboration work? Is it sort of is it mutual you know, shared like pretty evenly or?
1: So we can start the second podcast now because you're actually <laughs> talking to the community manager. here. At oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm currently doing, uh, doing both, but um, I think right now it's, it's pretty main, it's a pretty feasible role. We're still in that very, you know, we, we started our, we started our scale program really earlier this year. So I mm. think for, for me right now, our programmatically um, a lot of our community programming is still tied back to Catalyst. So my knowledge as a CSM using catalyst has really proven to be able to Mm -hmm. help us do that. Yeah. And then what I've taken on is, and again, this, I mean, I'm not trying to plug SDRs, but they are the unsung heroes, but, um, as going back to being an SDR, I think, you know, just being creative in the way you message people. And, you know, I, I was used to making videos to try to get people's attention, you know, sending quick answers via, you know, videos, And so I think that lent itself really well to me creating content in the community. So from a, from a program aspect in the community, I've taken that on as well. There may be a time where we need to add in a second person, but I think right now it's feasible for me to do both the the community and the scale uh, CSM portion. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm handling both right now, but, um, yeah it's 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 going well so far um and that's another thing that we're managing you know as far as time spent on what I do you know my my director and I keep a pretty close eye on that to make sure that we you know we're we have the enough time in the week to do things
0: <laughs> I mean I guess like like that that's one of the things I guess when any kind of like a uh, uh, sort of project and it's early, like you said you start at the beginning of the year I think you you're bound to be spilling plates I mean I know that's what we happened when we launched customer success collective we didn't have a community manager till last year sometimes it was a good year and I think a year and a half without one so it's kind of you do sort of just muck in I guess don't you um Uh, yeah and I think that's I think it's
1: good it's 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 a good way to it's a good way to go through and 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 you know like you said, you're having that personal touch on it when Mm. it's just one person that's managing that personal touch. It's easy to get a clear voice. And then I think once we get in a voice established, if we need to bring someone else in, it's, it's easier to continue that voice than it is to try to like establish a voice with more than one person, you know, that you might get conflicting kind of, um, not messages, but just a a tone, a conflicting tone. If you're trying to manage it between two people.
0: No, definitely. You could spot on about that. Yeah, completely. I think. It 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 could be very confusing in an early dev community just to have classic case of too many cooks boil the broth. Like it's you wanting to create like a single, you know, you want, you know, you want a unified brand uh, tone of voice and one person. I guess in the beginning part is definitely a good way to stabilize it and making sure that there's a sort of consistency. I would have thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, I was curious actually obviously for- forever curious in this podcast episode um <laughs> what um when it comes to like engagement um and obviously you're you know scale csm stroke community manager so what's like strategies and best practices have you noticed um that are really i don't know re- that seem to seem to really work they seem to be uh, seem to be encouraging user engagement and making most importantly, because it's, it's one thing getting people into community, but it's another thing getting, you know, keeping them to come back um, and keep sort of that flow of questions and, you know, interactions with, with one another, but are there any, um you know, hot tips or something that you, you know, trade, trade secrets uh, <laughs> that you could. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're still, I think
0: um it's
1: still, I think everything is still a work in progress. So I think we're going to, you know, always look at doubling down on the things that, that work and, and scrapping the things that don't work. Um, and, and that, that is the same for, for engagement things as well. So, um, you know, one thing that we found is as every company is doing, you're, you're putting out, you know, feature releases or highlighting some, some new, new product feature. And one thing that we found that really works is, is going into the community and creating videos about like, the the why this is valuable as a feature or the best practice around that feature is one thing that we found that like people want to come in they don't just want to see like oh catalyst has new feature a they want to see like how do i use this feature how do i get value from this feature Mm -hmm. and so creating videos like that that aren't just product announcements that are more of best practices Um, and then i think what i'd like to do in the future too is really get into get into more and I'm I'm not crazy about this term, but more thought leadership sort of um post <laughs> in the community yeah. to really engage people around, you know. I think one thing that we've that we've recognized and that Cales is focused on is, is leading growth through through customers. So customer led growth and really customer success being an engine for revenue at the at at companies. So Really starting to talk about that more and engaging and seeing where our customers are with that. Is this something that your you know your executive team is is coming at you to to create? Is it something that's not mm-hmm. as relevant? What is relevant? I think when you start to get in those kinds of posts, you can really get comments back. I mean, yeah. um, I look at our CRO, you know, things that he's he's posted through LinkedIn and the kind of interaction that he gets. Yeah, um, I think it's all around sort of that type of thing. So I think that'll be the future as we go in and start to try to stem on those conversations that are outside of just using the catalyst platform so that people are coming back to say like well I have a question but like they might just be coming on to say like I want to see if you know if catalyst has posted anything on you know better ways to onboard or or different types of onboarding Mm -hmm. practices so just to come in and look at that
0: yeah I guess it's kind of making sure that you're again without overwhelming but like diversifying the type of content whether that's products content like you know how-to videos and making sure that there's something other types of content like actually to keep people people's keep interest you know keep people yeah that sounds that sounds yeah that's very very smart I guess also I'm I'm quite um, interested in knowing about uh, how what the future is really like for community-led growth and custom success because you know there I think community is becoming more and more more and more you know, I wouldn't say pop wouldn't say common, but we are seeing communities crop up more and more. Um and obviously the digital landscape, you know, is continuously continuously continues to evolve. But what do you see as perhaps the next big challenge or opportunity for um community-led customer success scaling? Um or and maybe how how's catalyst preparing for it? Love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think really, I think really the, the, the future is, you know, so with these scale customers, you've got a larger customer base. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's only so many, you know, large, you know, billion dollar companies out there so that, you know, your company is not going to be able to have all of them, but you know, when you do, when you are able to, you know, provide value to a, to a much larger customer base of smaller customers, that really is, like I said, I think this scale motion is going to be the future because you can't just keep hiring more and more CSMs to manage all these customers and then overloading those CSMs with really large books of business and asking them to do one-to-one motions. So I think that that scale CS really is going to be the future. And then I think, you know, what we're seeing right now, I mean, as far as right now in the future is that companies are relying on their customer base for revenue you know the the ability to bring in new business the way in a way that we yeah. used to do it doesn't exist anymore and so i think the more you can rely on you know a community program to facilitate those expansions within your customer base then the more i mean you're not only doing more with less i'm doing air quotes because we're on a podcast i realize um <laughs> you're not only doing more with less but you're you're also like you're truly growing your customer base and the revenue for your for your company through that community with an easier lift than you would normally have to do yeah. with a one-to-one CS motion so i think i think that really is the future for us and it's and it's um it's an opportunity for us to learn how we do that in the community how do we find those opportunities for expansion with customers that are usla- utilizing the communities whether it's through you know, um, you know, polls in the community or some sort of, you know, I think we're still working on it. We have a couple ideas, you know, in the works and and it'll go back to what I said. We'll try them, we'll try them all and we'll see which one works and we'll scrap the ones that don't and um and we'll go from there. I'm I'm lucky and I, I've said this already in the podcast, but I'm lucky to come from a really great CS org here at Catalyst that is always thinking, that is always supporting. Um, you know, when I come up with ideas from our renewal manager, Mel, who I know you talked to and, um, and the rest of our CS team to really support me. And when I come up with one of these ideas that maybe is a little bit out of the box or is not as traditional and going to them to say like, is this, how will this work? Will this work? Mm -hmm. Can we try this? You know, can, can this fit in, in a way that we already have our expansion process set up for scale customers? And so I think that really is the next, frontier for us is is how do we how do we find those opportunities with our customers to know when they're ready to grow and expand with catalyst you know further than where they are
0: now that sounds like i guess you just wanting to make sure i think from what from what you just said that it sounds like making sure that you're constantly checking in with other making you're the sales scale csm making sure that you're continually checking in with other members of the cs team and uh Getting a better understanding of what it actually is your customers are needing at that specific point because customers' needs will change. Like, and like you mentioned, the, with the, the economy at the moment, like sales teams aren't bringing in as many set across the board, really, or and you know, or customers don't have the budget. So, there's a huge amount of more, I guess, customer success is even more important than ever. And these spaces are, yeah, they are the future. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. I think, I mean, you know, customer led growth, I think in general is is the future. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's what we're, we're focusing on. And and I think it's just, how do we, how do we, how do we continue to, to find new ways to, to grow our customers and, and meet them where they are and provide value for them in that growth process? And how do we identify those via the community versus a traditional one to one call? And so, like I said, I think I think to me, to you know, that's that's still a work in progress. And we'll and we'll, you know, we'll be trying that out. I mean, it's top of mind and it's definitely mm-hmm. something that we're going to be working on.
0: No, absolutely. I guess it is that there is trial and error. It's I think what's really I think probably a quite great takeaway for communities is don't be scared to fail. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably yeah. a very, very good tip, like because you can just. Yeah. OK, that didn't work. Let's let's move on. You know, it's um i don't know i think it lends itself to that quite well um but for like some sorry for some parting advice for this podcast because unfortunately we're running out of time for any listeners wondering um how to start a community or what are the first steps that they should probably take you know for example you said catalyst scale program only really started or the community started earlier in the year i think that's 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 very interesting to me and like what advice would you give to any listeners for getting started, you know, on the right foot, or what are what are those really really essential elements that they should be focusing on if they're wanting to build a customer, you know, a community for their customers?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and it just goes back to this was a this was a team effort with the CS team at Catalyst, but I think it's you have to you know, once you've, once you've identified the segment of your customers, that's going to go in, which I shouldn't shortchange that, that should be, you know, your leadership should be looking at exactly what, how they want to segment the customers to decide who's going to be a part of this program. But once you've got that done, you have to really look at what you want your community to be. And that sounds very obvious, but I think in the sense of, do you, do you does your company have a knowledge base? How how often is that used? Do you have a, you know, company university that that people use? Is it going to be just for information? Is it going to be just for questions? Is it going to be just for, you know, what is it going to be for? Really dial in mm-hmm. what are you going to use it for? And then you've got to go to your CS team and you've got to find out what is going to be the most beneficial. One of the things that we talked about early on is if people come to the customer community when we launch it, and they can't find what they need or they Mm -hmm. don't find it valuable, they're not coming back, you know, and I'll go back to my days in the service industry. They say, if you go into a, if you go into a restaurant or bar and you leave, there's an 80% chance that you're not coming back that day. So that's why people always want to make sure that they have food on their menu if you're having drinks. And so that's the same idea going into this community is if they come here, we want them to stay here. We want them to find what they need to find value immediately when they come to the community And so for that, you have to know what your customers need. And so that was really where we started that process with implementation, renewal, CS of going through and saying, what are things that you're, what are things that you're constantly providing to your customers? What are builds that you're constantly doing on calls? What are questions that are coming up, you know, for implementation, what questions are coming up, you know, over and over again, that don't seem to have a satisfactory answer outside of you talking to them personally. And so when you start from that base, then you can look and say, what resources do we have already that exist that maybe we can put in the community? And then what don't exist at all that we need to create and that we need to create purposefully for this community, for customers to come here and find them. So that would be the the easiest way to say it is find out what you want your community to be for. And then go to the rest of your CS team and start crowdsourcing that information and finding what is most valuable to your existing customer base because likely that's going to be what's most value to your future customer base as well. And then once you get that, it's just simply iterating on, on what works and what doesn't work.
0: Perfect. Thank you. What well, That was a masterclass in scaling scaling <laughs> customer success with communities. absolutely <laughs> love that. Thank you. Um, And I think this is probably going to be super relevant for a lot of a lot of um you know uh customer success managers or customer success leaders in uh sas spaces where or even you know, outside of SaaS as well because like we said before like communities probably are going to be the future they are an incredible re- resource that and beneficial for the customers as well so i think it's yeah i think that i think i think this episode is going to ring true for a lot of people and hopefully for people that have been thinking about do we start a do, you know, do we start up a community? Hopefully, this is going to give them the uh, inspiration to do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. It's a it's a valuable tool, and um, I'm happy to, like I said, uh, PSA for reaching out on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, feel free to feel free to to ping me and, and leave me a note, and, and I'll do my best to connect with you um, as soon as I can.
0: Absolutely, I'll pop your um, I'll pop your LinkedIn URL in the show notes so everyone can find it easily. So if you've got any messages and any ideas or I interest thoughts about this podcast and want to connect with Wes do so because he's a yeah as I said it was a masterclass in communities and customer success so thank you very very much and um yeah it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and yeah I hope you enjoyed yourself um it's been yeah it's been a really lovely conversation and very interesting as well
1: yeah I had a great time I appreciate you uh taking the time to speak with me and yeah this was a this was a great way for me to start my day here
0: oh super thank you so much Wes
1: <laughs> you're welcome